A Wee Natter with Jenny and Mark Steele on Bow Radio. Is indeed a wee natter. I'm Mark Steele, and across the table from me is Jenny Steele, and we are joining you on the week that Elon Elon Musk helps with a start with a correct name. Joining in the week, Elon Musk's 400 foot phallic compensator blew its load all over Texas. <laughs> no. That's the only way I can describe what happened. It's it's a mess. It's just spewed junk everywhere. It needs to be cleaned up. What's he up to? He goes and builds all these big rockets. They keep blowing up. I thought they're supposed to go into space. I'm just getting looks across the table. What was that look for? Explain the look. <laughs> nothing, nothing. <laughs> What's wrong? <laughs> I don't know if we're, do- if we're talking about getting into space, I don't know if you've ever heard a computer game called Kerbal Space Program. Are you aware of it? I'm not, no. No, you might or might not be aware of it, dear listener, but I can't remember if it's free or if it's cheap. It, it, it's like dirt cheap to get a hold of it. And it's this game where you build rockets and you've got little, send little green men into space. Except the little green men are completely off their nut. They, they they love getting thrown around in explosions and things like that. But your your whole thing is the idea. It's got proper like orbital mechanics and things in it. But you spend most of your time blowing up on the launch pad and then never actually getting into space. You're not selling it to me. Not selling it. <laughs> oh. Well, if we're talking about mucking up, children in need this week. Mm. Whatever happened to the local nutter in a bath of baked beans outside the co-op? I don't think they've done that for years. That's how that's how you used to do mm. fundraising for children in need. You'd have your local nutter, he'd be out there in the... It was always baked beans. It yeah. was it. It was never any other tin condiment. It's not like you'd go in and sometimes there'd be... Spaghetti a, hoops. Exactly. Yeah. No, nobody's sitting there raising money in spaghetti hoops. They should have done alpha, alphabet spaghetti, then you could have spelt out children in need on the bathtub. <laughs> you yeah. The way the letters are spread out, you'd have to go for a lot of packs just to get yeah. only those letters into the bathtub. It'd be a very expensive way of raising money, that one. Um, uh, talking about keeping traditions to ourselves, or keeping to traditions in our own self, because we can keep keeping to a tradition here, we asked you a question last week, dear listener. Mm. So if you're listening here on Bo Radio or some other way you catch up with us, we asked you, if you buy a big ticket item in the Black Friday sales, which actually haven't happened yet, have they? No, is it supposed to be this coming Friday? I've no idea, because Black Friday is such an American thing. I, I expect, like, banjos and eagles and all that yay America yeah. type stuff every time I mention it. I, I think it's next week, because it's supposed to be off the back of... What is it? It's not Independence Day, because that happens in the middle of summer. <laughs> oh, no. And we remember who it's Independence from. It's from us! <laughs> no, it's uh, it's the other one. It's um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, that, yeah. That's it. Mm. <laughs> so if you, get, if you buy yourself something... In the Black Friday sales, which make no sense in the UK whatsoever, should you start using it right away or should you wait, wait until the 25th? It's a really difficult question, isn't it? It is, yeah. A couple of you. Well, I say a, a couple, couple of you. <laughs> we, we're very old-fashioned here on a wee natter and on Bow Radio, and we like to print things off when we talk about them. Mm. And I've basically run through a ream of paper printing off your responses here. <laughs> so we, we, we do thank you very much. We're not asking you to calm down. It's just <laughs> a little practical reality of this is starting to cost me real money in paper now. I love uh, reading them. You love reading mm. them. Well, well, don't you read one out then? Uh, yeah, I'll start off with uh, Kate Harding. Kate Harding, uh, yeah, yeah. Kate and um, Kate said, I feel a little bit guilty actually because you know we did the um, Your Log Taste last week and it yes. was the Baileys one and it, I didn't really give it a good write-up. Uh-oh. Kate said that she was going to buy a Bailey's Yule log, but she's now changed her mind. But basically, what? she said, "I oh, know, I know. I feel, I feel quite guilty." I, I would say that means our serious consumer advice, which even we can't say with a straight face, is serious consumer advice yeah, that has yeah. been imparted on someone. <laughs> it is, yeah. I, I think we should celebrate that. Uh, <laughs> but Kate says that 
if she was to well she thinks it depends on what you actually buy mm. in the black friday sales like try and buy a few christmas presents if you can yeah but if it's something kind of good then not sure if you can wait until the 25th oh i think i'm with her there you know well talking about not waiting marion has said i can never wait so definitely before december 25th ah louise mallison says she would wait until the 25th I, I think we're going to find an equal number of people on both sides here uh saying she, we've got Cher warner here uh saying i don't do the black friday sales as I don't think they're any better than normal sales. Yeah, that's the, that's the whole thing with sales. Because mm. usually you see, especially in the internet day, the price creeps up a couple of weeks or days beforehand. Mm. And then suddenly it's a sale again. It's back to the normal price you would have paid couple of months You're ago. You're not supposed to notice that. You're not supposed to. No. But there's entire websites dedicated to tracking this sort of thing now. You can get a little plug-in on your browser when your name is in and it tells you when the best time to buy things is. That, that's, that's the future we're in now. Yeah. But uh, Cheryl was saying, I had to buy a new watch over the weekend as I... She, she didn't put a rude word in here. <laughs> but she but she broke her watch up up the last up the last first day. Uh, the strap came loose and fell onto a concrete floor, oh. glass side. So that's proper smashed at that point, isn't it? Yeah. Watch definitely. is ruined. I, I understand mm. what you're doing there, and that was it. It was fairly odd though. I bought a Radley watch at almost half the price, so I treated myself. I needed it now and not a Christmas treat, lol. I was gutted that my old mum broke and I lost my decent watch earlier this year as well. So she had another watch that she lost as just killing watches. Just killing watches. So if you own a watch and you're anywhere near Cheryl. <laughs> Keep back. Yeah, exactly. Your watch is going to be in trouble. <laughs> I got about that too, but I've insured this one for two years. Mm. I've got Lee, Sharon, Polly. But um, apparently, if, if well, if they brought something big in the sale, yeah, well, we'd have to start using it now. What would you call big? Like washing machine, cooker, giant sack of spuds that you bought oh, because yeah. you got them dirt cheap at the supermarket. You yeah. know, in a black. I've never got it. Why don't supermarkets do food in Black Friday deals? Yeah, so it's why always not? it's always other stuff, isn't it? Uh, Maureen starts saying about buying things on Black Friday for Christmas. One I try to avoid is chocolate, luxury biscuits, etc. Oh, it's not a good idea for mm. me. I end up eating them and then having to buy them again. I'm hopeless. I have no willpower. Welcome to the club. Yes, definitely. definitely. I, I'm supposed to be on a diet. I'm supposed to have lost a. What, what, about half the weight of a person by now? I was supposed to have started in January. I've gained weight over the year. That's how well my diet's <laughs> going. Uh, Karen Campbell and Fergie both say that if they brought something, they would have to use it right away. Actually, they said if they brought anything, they'd have to use it right away. No sense of no sense of patience here on a week. No, no, we, no, we, no. We don't have the concept of holding on and waiting for. Well, things. hang on. Louise Mallison has actually said they would save it for the twenty fifth. Ah, Jane Barrett saying the Black Friday question is a bit of a poser. If it's clothes, I keep them for Christmas. And here's the funny thing: when you're a kid, clothes as a Christmas present is the most rubbish Christmas present, isn't it? Yeah, I'd love clothes now, though. Yeah, there's I've a. Told set, you what I want, haven't I? That's how you know you've got into adulthood. As you get to the point. Where you get a pair of socks and you're like, this is a good Christmas present. Yeah. That's how you know you're an adult. Pants and socks. Everybody needs pants and socks. Uh, She's also saying food is dodgy or chocolates and such are too tempting. Anything electrical, I would use straight away. Ooh, I've got Cheryl Martin. She would actually save it for Christmas. Wrap it up and put it under the tree, even. Oh, that's just showing off. That's going it there, yeah. Uh, Chris Curley saying, I just listened to We Natter on YouTube. So if you miss this fine live show and you want to catch it and see my ugly face as well, you can find it on YouTube. It is available on the internet. Uh, Chris is saying, I find it more fun to have a face to look at than those squiggly on the podcast, the squiggly lines. <laughs> well, you are funny to look at. Charming. 
I'll take that on board. Anyway, Black Friday, the only thing I ever bought was a tape dispenser shaped like a cat. I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't. I don't know whether I want it or not, because I, I imagine a tape dispenser shaped like a cat would act like a cat as well, and it'll just jump off the table when you're trying to use it. And knock things over. Yeah, it wouldn't be very good for wrapping presents. <laughs> the, 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 this person bought five of them. Oh, wow. I don't know what you're up what, to, What, in Chris. every colour? <laughs> because they were so cheap and gave all but one away at Christmas, but I started to use my own one as soon as I got home. Nice. Daniela Ferrier said if if they brought uh, it, we've gone to big again. So if I had to buy a big item for myself mm-hmm. on a Black Friday sale, yeah, then they would use the item right away and not wait until Christmas. And Daniela says she is definitely tuning into a wee natter this evening. So thanks for that, Daniela. Oh, glad to have you on board, Daniela. Mm. Ellie Merritt saying I forgot myself something in the Black Friday sale as a Christmas present to myself, then I would keep it as I'm superstitious. She is. Ellie is, definitely, yes. So don't go near black cats mm. um, and, uh, about having Christmas presents early and whatnot. But if it was a random thing, like a new toaster or a kettle, I would not use it as a Christmas present. That That's a whole other topic that I suppose we better touch on as we get closer to Christmas is the Christmas presents that they're not really presents at that point. They've, they've, they've turned from, that was a gift, to, this is an insult. Yeah. We, we, we won't touch on that topic right now, but it's one to start pondering about, mm. dear listener. Okay. I've got one from Sam Killip. All right. Apparently it was Sam's birthday the other day as well, so it's a bit of a, oh, it's a, bit of a tricky dilemma there, mm. isn't it? Because if you get a gift, Black Friday, birthday gift, do you save it? Do you use it? What would you do? It's a bit like people who have a Christmas and birthday around the same sort of time. And not necessarily on the day, but, you know, even close, a couple of days, a couple of weeks. So people start to go, you know what, I'll just get you one present. Well, Sam doesn't want to wait if it's no. something big. He, he, he's, he's too eagerly anticipating it. Uh, I've got another one from Sam. Have you got any more, Mark? Have you got any more? Uh, I've, also, I've also got a few more, but if you've got oh, another no, no, one from no, Sam. Oh, no, 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 you can read yours. I can read mine. Mm. Uh, Samantha Palmer, so from one Sam to another. <laughs> yeah. uh, last year I bought wool-filled pillows and duvies in the Black Friday sales. Wow. Uh, who's finding all these deals on Black Friday? I'm not finding anything. There's nothing nowadays. Uh, they were expensive, so we decided that it would be our Christmas present. But we started using straight away as it was cold. Well, I can understand that. So that's, that's kind mm. of a practical one. That's like getting yourself uh, like an electric blanket on mm. a Black Friday day. Because you're not going to hold out till Christmas because you'll be freezing. That's true, that's true. And you'd be sitting there. It'd be too tempting. Even if it was wrapped up, you'd know what was in the box. Yes. You'd, you'd go and do it. I totally understand that one. And uh, another point on a slightly different topic. Uh, mercury used to be used in the hat making industry. So the phrase, as mad as a hatter, comes from hat makers, unfortunately suffering mercury poison. Oh, wow. I thought it was an Alice in Wonderland thing. You, we did, didn't we? Yeah. I'm guessing it's the other way around. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland got it from the hat makers. There Maybe. you go. Uh, also got Deirdre. Not that, Deirdre. We've not, not got free Coronation Street. We've not got to free her from prison anymore. <laughs> uh, bought my husband a Sonos Alexa last year oh, at a good nice. Black Friday price. Basically telling us you're rolling in cash. <laughs> um, allowed him to have it early before Christmas to get familiar with it and see how it worked and set it up. That's the thing about modern electronics. They need a setup. Yeah. You can't just plug them in. Nice one. I think I'd use that one. Oh, it's like if you get the kids a games console nowadays. Because in the old days, you just plug it in, you put the game cartridge in the top, boom, you're playing the game on Christmas Day. Yeah. If you did that on Christmas Day now, you'd plug it in, you'd have to register your account, you'd have to... Wait for the updates. Software updates. Mm. Yeah. Oh, it's just too much hassle. Uh, Kate Harding saying, usually try to keep anything bought early for Christmas. 
Nancy Berwick saying, yes, if I bought a big item for myself in the Black Friday sales, I would use it now instead of waiting for the holiday. Of course, this is theoretical because I can barely afford food right now and for the foreseeable future. I'm sorry to hear that, Nancy. Me too, yeah. And it, it is it is unfortunately, and they're seeing, starting to see the statistics with this as well, but I, I've seen it when I've you know, been out and about and on the doorstep and things like that. But we're at a point where it's just the cost of living is catching up now if it hasn't mm. caught up already. So I, I'm very sorry to hear that, Nancy. Um, and I do hope things do get better for you. And Marion Hardy as well saying, I can never wait, so definitely before 25th of December. OK, I've got Monica Erickson would definitely start using the item as she would not have enough patience to wait. All right. I, I, yeah, I don't know what I'd do, if I'm honest with you. I've got one more for Sam. <laughs> All right. From Sam, sorry. It's um, a little bit of a bit of a tear jerker and i've got just a piece of music to add on after this but sam went to see the nottingham panthers play a couple of days ago uh, sam's like us based in the nottingham area and obviously we're remembering uh, adam johnson from the tragic accident and he's wrote a little bit of a message and I, I asked sam if he would mind if i actually read it out and he was happy me for to do so so i'm just going to give a little read of this mm. little message that sam wrote so sam wrote you will be dearly missed the leadership you brought to this team you can put no price on you gave us the excitement and made us all eagerly anticipate every game you achieved every kid's dream who is passionate about the sport of ice hockey and got to play in the biggest league in the world i send my deepest condolences to your family and friends and on behalf of this incredible family here in nottingham your impact will remain with this team rest in peace adam johnson forever our number 47 and uh, i don't like don't usually like to get political on this fine show and this fine radio station so we natter on Bo radio dear listener but mr sunak has forced me Oh, go on. He's going to make me get all political here, uh, which makes it sound like he cornered me in a dark alley when I say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> and just shouted the five pledges on loop until I gave in. No, no, no. Uh, this week, or this past week or two, he's had a bit of a reshuffle. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Go on. Well, you make your own mind up whether it's mm. a winning play or deck chairs on the Titanic, uh, but he's created a new role. Mm. And the role he's created is the Minister... For common sense. <laughs> He's decided that is the one thing the British government really needs right now is a minister for common sense. Uh, GMTV host come MP Esther McVeigh has taken that role on. That's what she's doing nowadays. Right, OK. You, you, you look blank when I'm, I said that. I don't know who she is, to be honest. I sort of recognise her from her TV days, mm. but it was a very long time ago. She's been an MT, MP for a long while now. But it got me wondering if... You know, she rang you up. She's new into this role. She's become the minister for, what was it, common sense? Common sense. And she's ringing you up going, look, I've got a few ideas, but I could do with some pointers to, you know, the sort of common sense things we should be tackling, you know, the sort of common sense we should be imparting upon the nation. What's not so common common sense would you give her at that point? Oh, wow. Yeah. Um that's quite a question, mm, isn't it? It is. Well, I've got a few to get you going, mm -hmm. right? Uh, make someone laugh and they're more likely to help you in the future. 
That's, that sounds weird, doesn't it? Mm. But I've genuinely done that in a job interview. So I was doing my piece, seeing my thing. I got quite animated and sent this glass of water flying. <laughs> I, I, I went proper slapstick. I was just swinging my arm across and bang, glass of water everywhere. <laughs> all, all over the interviewer as well. Oh, no. Was it uh, plastic glass or was it glass It was glass glass. glass. Oh, God. <laughs> so the glass stayed on the table, but the water went flying. Oh, that's all right then. <laughs> so it, it, it wasn't like they had shards of glass in yeah. their leg and we had to go to A&E. That would be a very different story I'd be telling you at mm. this moment. But it, it, I must have made an impression on them because I still got offered a job at the end of it. Oh, really? They've never met anybody like you? <laughs> That's <laughs> possibly what it was. Uh, and talking of work, fish in the microwave. No. Right? Cooking fish in the microwave, it should be a fireable offence. It should basically be an employment law <laughs> that if somebody microwaves fish, they're, they're out. It's game over. You don't get to stay around. You don't still stay employed. You've stunk the place out. You made it miserable for everyone else. You're going. I don't care if you've been there for 20 years and you're the most important person around. Mm-hmm. You're gone. That was your mistake. Or uh, one for the call centre operators. If you're always too busy, right? Mm-hmm. We ring up nowadays, especially post-COVID. You, you ring up a call centre and they'll say, oh, sorry, uh, we've got unexpected call volumes. It's always unexpected call for I know. But your call's always important. They're lying. Stop lying to us. <laughs> we know it's nonsense. Just be honest. You're too tight to hire enough people. Um, our self-checkouts, right? Mm. I'm going to say the opposite thing of what you think here. Self-checkouts literally tell you what to do in plain English with big letters and lots of noise, right? Mm. Just follow the instructions, and 99% of the time, your shopping will come out the other side fine. Besides, when you go off piste, it all goes horribly wrong. Although, it, it, that does remind me, back in the COVID days, when it was first kicking off, before we had all the proper restrictions, and some places were trying to put that two-metre rule in place. Oh, yeah. I went into this budget supermarket. I, can't, I think it was to pick up toilet paper or something like that. But I went into this budget supermarket, and there was this woman in front of me being told by the checkout operator, in no uncertain terms, stay two metres away. And she was practically having a breakdown, screaming and crying and all that. that you're, you're shouting at me, you shouldn't be shouting me, rah, rah, rah. And this checkout operator's on the other end of it going, well, kids have died. Like, mm. This is cheery, this is going away, yeah. isn't it? So I, I can see how, you know, what should be an obvious instruction doesn't always seem obvious. Mm. But self-checkouts, they are obvious. I'm not going to lie about it. You come up with any, Jenny? No, I haven't. I'm just getting engrossed in the self-surface checkout thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to open this up to you, dear listener. What uncommon common sense would you give? Do get in touch. It's very Phil Spector in terms of what the sound, isn't it? It's perfect. I love that one. One of my favourites. It sounds a lot older than it actually is. Mm. Kelly Clarkson, underneath the tree. Not like it was made yesterday. I know. But it does sound a lot older than that. You know, one of our listeners has just given me a message and thought I was going to play the Wombles. Me, the Wombles? Ba-dum, ba-dum, That's ba-dum, next ba-dum, week. Ba-dum, <laughs> uh, isn't that the one where they also. There's a little bit of a threatening bit in the Wombles Christmas song where it's like, remember. You're a womble. Oh, not I'm wombling to you, you're wombling to me. <laughs> you're wombling oh, to me. I can't wait. We'll play this one next week. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. I, really, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I really hope we don't have wombling Merry Christmas now. <laughs> uh, but on a slightly different topic, you could win 
If you're listening to this live on bowradio.co.uk right now, you could win a fantastic prize, dear listener. Mm. It is a unique, one-of-a-kind mug <laughs> that says, A wee natter, Sunday at 7 on Bow Radio. It does. Not just on one side of the mug. <laughs> it says it on both sides of the mug, because apparently right-handed people exist. They're wrong-uns. <laughs> they're, they're, they're heathens. But we've got to be fair to them. Got to allow them to enter competitions. Has as the well. Sharpie smudged yet? Where you've written it on? <laughs> the, 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 the Sharpie isn't exactly the greatest. There is bits where it hasn't come out entirely clearly. Yeah. But my handwriting's not that readable anyway, so no, I, no. I wouldn't too much, worry too much about it. There's no expense being on this mug, is there? It is unique, one of a kind piece. Mm. On I think it's lottery level odds that we ever get famous off of the back of this. And you go, you know what? I got one. I got a thing made by Mark. Steel. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it will ever reach a point where it's worth any money. No. I think the, the thing's actually gone down in value. It cost me two quid out of Dunelm to buy the mug. <laughs> I think it's gone down in value. Mm. Biffy Clyro. Yes. Is and it I, Clyro or Cairo? I first came across Biffy Clyro when I was a student mm. on student radio. So it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> right? <laughs> And I'd never heard of the band before, but I was told, you have to play this song by Biffy Clyro. I wasn't told the band name other than in text. So for a long time, I thought they were Biffy Biffy Slyro. Slyro, I can see why. (laughs) C-L-Y-O. I thought they were Biffy Slyro. And the other one that I I got the name horribly wrong on was Casabian. Casabian, yeah, to think then what you meant. Again, from an era when they were fairly early on in their career and Mm. were just starting to turn big. Mm. Just before you hear everyone else say it, it's it's a bit like Tinny tinny Temper and Tiny Temper. Yes. It's written like you're talking, his name genuinely is written like you're talking about some tinnies. You're going to have a few brews. Special brew down the park, in my case. And Florida, Florida. Well, I kind of guessed that one. I'd you heard guess that. I'd heard of that one, and there was mm. there's the gap there to give it away. But I know where you're yeah. coming from. But Mark, talk, you know, just talking about names again. You mm-hmm. know, I was just asking somebody to phone in to play along with our competition. Where are you? I did, well, I did a bit of a phone in once, and I used to like to give a fake name. And you know, I was talking about the Starbuck uh, issue last week, where they put your name, they like to write your name on a cup, and we're saying, why would you give your real name? I thought in few job with somebody else when i used to ring into this particular radio station i used to call myself venetia blind isn't that brilliant venetia blind it took the presenters about a month before they realized who you were who were (laughs) yeah it's a bit of a strange one to call yourself. Venetia Blind, pull yourself together. Hey, <laughs> and talking about call yourself things, we are going to play a little game, dear listener, so yeah. you can win an exciting mug prize that says, A wee natter, Sunday at 7pm on Bull Radio in my horrible handwriting on what used to be a two quid Dunnell mug. It could become yours if you can guess what these five TV adverts are for. I'm going to play you each little clip. Mm-hmm. You've got to guess what each one of them is. Yeah. And get in touch with us when you do, when you do figure it out and go, ah, ha, ha, I know what this one is. Give me a phone call. I, I'd love to speak to someone. I just want to speak to someone. I'm sure you can call the talking clock. What do they have to call? What number? What, for the talking clock? No, one, no, two, no, three. for our competition. Oh, if you want to ring in, it is Mansfield, 01623 Or you can text 073 79 Or you can email requests at ballradio.co.uk. And here is clip number one. Seen something interesting, Joe? Uh, no, not really, Petunia. Well, you must have spotted something. 
So that is number one. What was that a television advert for? Jenny's looking good. Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know. Classic. To be fair, you did pick all the clips. Yeah, I'm not allowed to enter, am I? So I'd be surprised if you didn't know. Here's number two. She flies like a bird in the sky. She flies like a bird and I wish that she was mine. From the era when teleadverts had pop hits all over them. Yeah. From start to finish. Uh, number three. Monkey. You know, we're always banging on about the delicious taste of yes, yes. Well, the mortgage won't pay itself. The delicious oh. taste of... Yeah, yeah. I, may, I may have messed around with that clip to make it not too obvious. That was number three. Here is number four. I'd like to teach the world to sing To be fair, I recognise the song before I recognise the advert on that one. Is that the Seekers or the New Seekers? I think it's the New Seekers. Ah. At least that's what they were called when I paid 79p for that song. <laughs> I feel done in. That's number four. And here is number five. Where are you truly wafted here from paradise? No, Luton Airport. Luton Airport. Luton Airport. Which is half burnt down at the moment, isn't oh, it? They yeah. the car park burnt down. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all going well at Luton Airport. It is a wee natter where we asked you about teleadverts. A few of you have taken a shot at it. Mm. So we're going to have to select a winner. But to reveal the answers, here is your first clip. Seen something interesting, Joe? Uh, no, not really, Petunia. Well, you must have spotted something. What were Joe and Petunia on about? It was the Coast Guard, of course. It was. They weren't really flogging you at the Coast Guard. They were reminding you you could give them a ring. It's one of those public service announcements, wasn't it? Yeah, yes, mm. one, of, one of those government ads. Mm. Here's number two. She flies like a bird in the sky. She flies like a bird and I wish that she was... Which was? It's nimble bread. Nimble bread? Yeah. Which makes it sound like the sort of bread that would, you know, run away from you or something yeah. like that. Number three. Monkey. You know, we're always banging on about the delicious taste of Nizhny. Well, the mortgage won't pay itself. Nizhny was PG Tips, of mm. course, wasn't it? Yeah. And Monkey was flogging tea for a long time. Number four. I'd like to teach the world to sing in Which, of course, is a very, very old Coca-Cola advert nowadays. And sticking with beverages for number five. Where you truly wafted here from paradise. No, Luton Airport. Luton Airport was flogging Camprini, wasn't it? Yes. And yes. on that, we have two possible winners. Well, we did. We did have. Oh. But somebody has just messaged me another answer. And the winner is Cheryl Warner. I've got to say, well done to Cheryl Warner. You are the winner of our unique and exciting mug for managing to get the most telly ads guessed correctly. Which I don't know if it's a good thing or a worrying thing. I would take it as a good thing, Cheryl. And while we're talking about selling things, we're going to move on to Christmas. And we must mention again that the Edwin Stowe Christmas lights will be kicking off on Thursday at half past four. And on Friday... You've got the Ollerton Christmas lights as well. So if you're in the Sherwood area, you could be swimming in Christmas lights by the end of next week. And as we're getting ready for Christmas, a couple of things to bear in mind. One of them is that you need to have the very best Yule log on your table. 
You can't have a second best option. You've got all your other bits picked out. You, you pick the best turkey. You pick the maybe it's the best nut loaf. You've picked all the best veg. You've picked the best Christmas pudding. Don't let it slide down with a with the wrong Yule log. We are helping you with that. We're going to do proper consumer advice next. You're listening to We Natter. Where we're going to do some serious consumer advice now, as we're going to look at. Not, not the best turkey, because I'm sure somebody else is going to do that. We're not even going to look at the best mince pie, but we're going to look at the best Yule log to put on your kitchen table. As part of this, it always sounds sexist when I say this, we've sent Jenny to the kitchen to test this week's Yule log. And just a reminder as to where the charts are. At the bottom, we've got Bailey's. In the middle, Sainsbury's normal one. And at the top is Tesco Finest. What are you taking on today, Jenny? Well, today we are trying Waitrose. Oh, we're mm. going up market. Going up market. Mm. The, just to let you know, dear listener, the nearest Waitrose to here is 20 miles away. We've done some serious travelling to get hold of this thing. It's unreal. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah, we did, we did. Wow. So tell us about it, Jenny. What, what, what's going on okay. with that log? So it's it looks like um, last week's Yule log, where it's got the, you know the decorative Yule log kind of look. Let me say look, and it says it's sprinkled with a sweet dusting. I want to know what this dusting is that they're sprinkling on a chocolate log. Is it icing sugar or something? It'll just be icing sugar or caster sugar or something like that. Caster sugar, something like that. It'd be some dusting of sugar to make it look like snow. So this one, in terms of aesthetics, is up there with the Bailey's one. Bailey's one was yeah. like down by the taste. So how's Waitrose going to do on that? So I've cut a couple of slices off, so it's quite a solid log. So it's not falling apart as I've cooked through it, which is nice. It's mm-hmm. kept all its surrounding. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks nice, so I'm just going to have a quick taste. Um, nom, 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 nom. You, you, mm. what, what, you, what you can't see, dear listener, is she's going full cookie monster with us. And she just, yeah. she's just the jaw's going up and down. Cake chards are going everywhere. What does it taste like, Jenny? It tastes quite nice. So, you know, last week's was quite dry. This one's quite moist, so it's got a nice thick, chunky chocolate layer around. Oh. And then it's got a nice, moist sponge with chocolate um, cream in the middle. So where does Waitrose go on your list? I'm going to put this as second, because I'm still thinking Tesco is still out there. Tesco's fine. Oh, I'm sure the people at Waitrose and uh, what is it, John Lewis that own them as well, they, they, mm. they'll be sitting there going, oh, oh, that's a that's a shot in the heart being told we're not quite as good as Tesco. But you have decided, you you are the god of Yule Logs this Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> You've turned into a Dalek. Nice. Yeah, it, it was that exciting, you got turned into a Dalek. What happened there? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be disappointed if somebody put this on the Christmas table. So it is nice, but I think Tesco's is just that little bit more creamier. You've heard it here first. Have you ever felt like you've been misled? Yes, by some of these chocolate Yule logs. By <laughs> some of the chocolate Yule logs. <laughs> uh, I'm sure we've all had that moment in our lives. Uh, I, I, I went into a tech career. My advice to your listener, don't do it. 
just a world of stress. And now, uh, there, there may be money there, but it, it is also a world of you will never get your holidays and weekends and things like that. It, it, it's a horrible existence. But you get by. The, the, the money makes it a bit easier. You, you, you're you you're dampening, d- dabbing your tears off with the pound notes. <laughs> it's not much more than pound notes, I'll be honest with you. It's not huge amounts of money. I, I could genuinely, I might even do this, dear listener, write a book on all the ways that projects fail. Mm, I've, had, I've had so many failures. I've even had ones related to this fine radio stuff that I'm doing here right now, dear listener, mm. uh, including one where I worked as an engineer and the end result was, you, you know, I've had Remembrance Sunday. Mm. It's a very sombre moment and you get live from the cenotaph where they're going through the motions, the last post and all that. I had one of those where as an engineer, uh, I had an ad break going over the top of it. Oh, no. <laughs> it's just a comedy of disasters all the way up to that point. And that, that, that's where it all culminated. So I, I could write a book on this stuff. Whether anyone would want to read it is a different story. <laughs> but I do have a more serious misleading element involving food. Let's say you go to the supermarket and you buy a custard donut. Mm. Which, if you're going through the donuts in the supermarket, I'm not here for an argument, but out of all the donuts, custard donut, number one each time. Yeah, I love a custard donut. Do not bother wasting my time with jam or plain donuts. It's got to be a custard donut. That's what you got to end up with, isn't mm. it? So what if I told you that the custard donut in the supermarket is not a custard donut? Would you believe me? No, because it looks like a custard donut and it tastes like a custard donut. Well, I know this is radio and it's a vi- it's not a very visual medium, mm. but I'm going to hold a picture up to the camera deal. So, so if you happen to go into YouTube or whatever later, you can see the piece of evidence that I'm holding in my hand. Mm. And I'm going to hand this evidence to you, Jenny. Describe what you see in the picture. Oh, let me just grab that. So I've got, I've got a picture I've printed off. What do you see in it? This is piece of evidence number one being entered into the case here. Well, it says really tasty custard. Oh, I've just got it. <gasps> custard style donuts. That's like the Greek yogurt, isn't it? It's not Greek yogurt. It's Greek style yogurt. So they're doing that again, are they? Custard style, style donuts, not custard donuts. Custard style donuts. What does it even mean? Tell me what. What does that mean? I don't actually know. I really don't actually. What could it be if it's not custard? Is it food? Food dyed angel delight in disguise inside those donuts. What? What is going on here? It's broken my world. It has me now, honest. So are we saying jam donuts? Ain't got. It's not jam. It's a jam style donut. No, no, jam donuts are fine. Are they? Are they a thing? Are they are they legit? Custard donuts are custard style donuts, not custard donuts. I don't get it. I'm going to need to take a moment, dear listener, and take some deep breaths. And it's got me wondering what else we've been lied to about. Next time you'll tell me actors don't actually die in movies. Vanessa Amorosi, absolutely everybody on Bowl Radio. And this happens to be Wee Natter. I'm Mark, she's Jenny. And that song, absolutely everybody. I, I, I once played it as a request for somebody. I wonder if you guess who it was. Uh, on the run-up to the bells at midnight on New Year's Eve. It was one of the most depressing shifts I ever worked. Singing in a little box on my own, celebrating New Year's Eve, going 10, 9, with nobody else in the entire world. Oh. But somebody did call in requesting Vanessa Amrosi, absolutely anybody. Who do you think it was? Station boss. No, it was an ambulance crew. Oh, really? I'm assuming there was a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and 15 years later, I still haven't figured out what that joke is. No, I can't. But there is a joke in there somewhere. <laughs> 
as you go through life, there are things that make you feel older, aren't they? They are, yeah. Things like clicky knees. They sound made up when you're younger, but then we start happening to you when you're getting up and down stairs and it's click, 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 click mm. on your knees. It's weird. It is. It, it doesn't feel painful. It's just odd. Mm. If you're it's not embarrassing, expecting. isn't it? It's, how loud are yours? They're like <laughs> shotguns going off. Complete with reverb round the round the estate and people going, Oh they're 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 off uh, hunting again, aren't they? <laughs> the other one is you start uttering the words back in the day. Back in the day. Back in the day. I heard an eighteen year old say that the other day. Really? What was back in the day for an eighteen year old? About six months ago, yeah. I'd imagine. But I saw something, dear listener. That didn't make me feel older. Mm. It made me feel younger. Oh, did you get asked if you were 25? I did not get asked if I was 25. That is not likely to happen at <laughs> any point in the known universe at the moment. Um, I have something in common, mm. it turns out, with 59%, so that's most, mm. 18 to 25-year-olds. Oh, wow. I can't think what that would be. You have no idea. what <laughs> no. I was going to ask you what you thought it would be, and you're like, no, not a clue. Not going to happen. I'll admit the stats are American, if that helps. So, uh, you, you know, you've got to imagine eagles going, wah, wah, and on the banjos as you're imagining this statistic being gathered. Playing computer games. Playing computer games. No. It turns out we're both mm-hmm. obese. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh dear. I found out this fun fact on the internet mm-hmm. on one of those did you know type websites. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm reading the statistic and I'm thinking, tune in next week when they reveal 100% of us will uh, pay taxes and die. <laughs> Hopefully, in that order, I'm not looking forward to doing tax returns in the afterlife if, that, if that's a thing. It is controversial question time. Oh. Which well, sounds like we're about to do something on the BBC and we're go- going to turn around the country asking really boring questions. <laughs> no, it's, it's nothing to do with that. I'm going to ask you, and this is to you, dear listener, and you, Jenny, as well. Mm-hmm. Should your pets be involved in Christmas? Yeah, I think so, yeah. So, lead on question, would you get them a present? Yes, I would, yes. What about... An advent calendar. Yeah, I saw them for animals. 24 days of kitty kibble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it won't last an hour. We get every, every window would be clawed off in one go. To be fair, uh, the cat's not the only one that'll be after it. I've eaten much worse things when I've been drunk. <laughs> if you've seen what the local uh, takeaways are sold in some places I've been to. So how about a selection box? What, for cats and dogs? For and cats that? and dogs. Would, would, would you want to get, or maybe mm. your guinea pig or whatever that, would, would you go to that level? Would you get them a selection box? Uh, I might be intrigued because I don't think I've seen a selection box for animals, so yeah. Now, you see, I came across one in Asda, I think it was, oh. and it's called, mm. I'm not making this name up, the Natural Selection Box. <laughs> Which seems a bit brutal Sorry Fido You're not bringing enough income into the family Get a job or you're out yeah. That's the sort of thing you'd expect in a natural selection box Or you know even even crueler You hit the dog on Christmas day <laughs> With it You know they're, they're just enjoying the day They're enjoying all the excitement Having all the family there And they're not disappearing off for work for hours on end You hit the dog for Christmas day By the way you're not bringing enough money in Boom Oh the dog would be so upset, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. The cat will tell you where to stick it. Yes. But the dog, they'll take it to heart and they'll give you 
those puppy dog eyes. Mm. You know what the puppy dog eyes are. I know what the eyes are, yeah. Yeah. Before giving their best to make it a Christmas miracle. <laughs> they, they will try their hardest to stay in the family after you've told them, look, you need to get a job or something. You need to bring some money in. You're not, you're not earning your keep here to find <laughs> I'm just thinking off the back of it. Have I come up with a plot for a C-tier Disney Christmas movie here? Mm. I think, yeah, probably. Where, you know, it's Christmas Day, the, 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 the pet opens its present and it's told you've got to go get a job. <laughs> and it has to save Christmas by the end of the day. Yeah. I, I, I think we could pitch that to what? Just had a little message while Chris was playing. Oh, yeah. Cheryl Warner, our winner of this fantastic mug. She, we were talking about presents for your animals. Well, Cheryl's got a cat called Chopsy. All right. She says Chopsy always gets a Christmas present and always buys her a Christmas present and card and obviously puts from the cat. Now, all the cats and dogs in Cheryl's lifetime have all had Christmas presents, and they've also been the odd pet advent calendar too. So you're not the only one, Mark. So it is a real thing? It's a real thing. Because let's be honest, the pets aren't going to twig what Christmas is, other than you're around all day today, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit like that, isn't it? Mm. And you were mentioning something else about Christmas. For Christmas, I'm, I'm only, I kind of mention it because obviously we've got the Christmas mm. light, light switch on in Edwinstow on Thursday. And, and in Ollerton on Friday. And Ollerton on Friday. So, I thought to myself, have you watched any Christmas films yet? Ooh. I, I have. You have, have I you? I have, Yes. What, which ones have you been watching? Do you know what? I haven't got a clue. Because <laughs> I just... You know how you can search for something to watch and then you get about 1,600 mm. films just pop up and you skim across them and it gives you a little bit of a blurb and you think, yeah, nah, yeah, nah, 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 nah move on. And then you think you're going to find one that you think... I like to watch a film with a bit of background that I know about. So I watched one that was um, all about some Christmas in Edinburgh. I thought, I know Edinburgh. I've been a few times. I'll watch this. There might be places that I know. Yeah was all right um but one thing i have noticed that you know when if you watch like an american christmas film if it's based in america oh oh, they do go overboard don't they i would love to be in america for christmas everybody's house is so welcoming don't they They do the marshmallows the hot chocolates every square inch has got a christmas decoration on it looks fantastic i suspect it's a bit like the uk it depends where you end up i suspect if you went to the most deprived part of Detroit or something like that. Mm, yeah. It's not going to be the most Christmassy experience ever. And I suspect you've fallen into a trap. You've fallen into the trap known as the Hallmark Christmas film. Yeah. Which, uh, if you've never come across them before, it's it's always a woman that's the lead character, isn't it? It is, actually. You're right, yeah. Yeah. And some she comes to her hometown for Christmas... Not, never done it for like 20 years before that, but suddenly decides, you know what, I'm going to my hometown for Christmas. Mm. There's some sort of bump in the road. She she happens to bump into a guy along her travels that uh, looks not too bad, to be honest. Yeah. So you've got, you know that pairing's going to happen at some point, mm. but there's a couple of little hurdles to get through. They're not major ones. You, you usually involves like a choir singing or, you know, some sort of Christmas shop or some sort of business that needs to be rescued that you're thinking, this business would never be rescued in a million years. It loses too much money. But it's it not does. worth it. But it needs to be rescued. Mm. The business gets rescued. The couple get together. Happy ending. Yes. That is the hallmark Christmas <laughs> movie. But if we're talking about Christmas movies, there are some movies out there that... There's arguments over whether they're Christmas movies or not. We're not talking the snowman or when the snow dog. I don't think there's any argument on that one because it it it's full of snow. 
the, clearly the kid was building it around Christmas time. Mm. I think you even see a Christmas tree in the background. It's a Christmas Eve tradition. You cannot go a Christmas Eve without watching the snowman. Yeah, I think Channel 4 has done it for, what, 30 years? Well, right? I've got the DVD now, I, just in case they forget to put it on. I've got <laughs> and I've got the snow dog. In fact, I've actually downloaded it now, so I've got a digital copy. I love, the fa- I love the fact that you think Channel 4 has done this for 30 years, never stopped, not even through COVID, and you're thinking, they might screw up. So I've got my own backup plan. I need to make sure I see oh, the snowman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely a Christmas film. There's mm. no argument on that one. I've got a few other ones that mm. are... At Christmas time, yeah. But there's an argument over whether they're a Christmas film, and I will start with the most boring one. Yeah, Die Hard. Nah, I, I'll be, I'm with you on that one. It just happens to be set at Christmas. It's not really a Christmas mm. film. There's, and even being set at Christmas doesn't feel right for it. It just feels like they they needed an excuse to have some snow around, or to have them trapped at the airport. It it, it, it felt a bit clunky. Yeah, being a Christmas film. Then. Yeah, another one that's set at Christmas, but. Could be called a Christmas film. It's a bit controversial. Mm-hmm. Gremlins. No, I'd say no, no. You're going to say no to Gremlins? No. Oh, I, d- I don't know what you're going to say about this third one, then. Um, it's a film called In Bruges. I've never seen it. It's about hitmen hiding out in Belgium during Christmas. No. Does, uh, that's not a Christmas film, there. There's a controversial song, Mark. Uh, oh. It's E17, Stay Another Day. Why is, is that, that? I don't know. Is it because they've got white anoraks on? Like, around the horn. I love the fact you don't call it jackets. A jacket, then. They, they wear an anorak. It's all zipped all the way up. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Why is that a Christmas song? It's got Christmas bells in, though, hasn't it? Yeah, and that seems to be a classic thing. That uh, Certainly, if you're looking at Christmas songs over 20 years old, mm. that's how they make it Christmases. They stick some sleigh bells over it and they call it job done. Mm. Um, in the more modern area, they tend not to go as heavy on the sleigh bells, do they? No, no, they, they don't. Because don't. we had that whole phase of X Factor for a while, so we didn't, we didn't get all the wacky Christmas hits for a while. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, it's come back. Oh, no. X Factor... It did a number on it for a while, mm. uh, so it was a bit sad, and you kind of guess, well, whoever's going to win X Factor is going to get Christmas number one. Yeah. It got a bit boring. We had Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, we did, yeah. I didn't complain when that got to number one. Mm. It's not a bad song, actually. It, des- it deserved a slot. Um, and then we've moved into the era of the sausage roll. Oh, yeah. Which I should warn you about, dear listener, we are within 20 miles of the sausage roll couple. Yes, we are. So we, we have to be a little bit careful what we're saying here, but... It's not Christmas. No. It probably shouldn't be Christmas number one. No. But I understand it's for charity and you've got to be a bit kind and a bit nice to it there. So what I'm looking for, and I think it's probably a bit late. I don't want to play any sausage roll songs on on my Christmas show, though. We're not going to be playing any sausage roll songs. I I will stress that now. It's maybe a bit late, but maybe what we need to do is go all Christmas miracle, right? Yeah. I'll learn to play the piano Mm. or the keyboard or something like that. It can only take a couple of weeks. We've got enough time before Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll knock together our own ball radio Christmas hit and we'll get it released just in time to get to Christmas number one. Yeah. And it'll be a little Christmas miracle thing. We'll film it as we go along mm. and you'll have a new Christmas movie as well that will feel Christmassy. I like it. What could possibly go wrong? During that last song, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we came up with this idea where we're going to make our own Christmas hits. We'll film the jeopardy and the action as it happens. Yeah. You know, I've got to learn how to play the keyboard fairly quickly. Yeah. Jenny's going to do the lyrics and we're going to have a Christmas I hit. I can play the triangle, if that's any help. You can play the triangle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ding. So you got to do it, it. I did give the keyboard a shot during that last song, dear listener. Mm. Turns out it's harder than I thought. 
<laughs> I'm struggling with shaving a haircut at the moment. You know shaving a haircut? No. Shaving a haircut. Bum bum. <laughs> Every everyone knows that song, even if they don't know it's called Shaving a Haircut. Oh, right? right, okay. Yeah. I'm struggling with that at the moment. Mm. I don't think we're gonna get a Christmas. Going nowhere. Hit. Or maybe this is part of Jeopardy. Maybe this is, you know, that big hurdle at the start of the feel good Christmas movie. Yeah. And towards the end, you know, a dog or a cat or a pigeon or something will come along yeah. and give us magical powers to get that Christmas number one. But ours won't well ours will be the sad ending. The sad ending. Do you think where you never learned to play the keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> and and on that positive note, that's about it from us. That is the end of the show, dear listener. I can only apologise for what you've heard so far. But <laughs> if you prefer something better, on Bull Radio, we've got Malcolm Monday, Glenn on Tuesday, uh, we've got Rob Rose on Thursday, we've got Mark Ward on Wednesday. I don't know why I did those round the opposite way. Yeah. Just to confuse you. I do it sometimes. See if you're listening. Uh, on Friday, we've got Diana Ibel. And on Sunday, we've got Mel and our good selves as well. So if you want more of that sort of stuff, that is the place to go. Otherwise, I'm going to ask a little favour of you. So when you're out and about and you're doing your professional bridesmaid gig, where you're getting paid to stand in because the bride mm-hmm. doesn't have enough friends that she's kept throughout the process of planning the wedding, so you're paid to stand there as a bridesmaid, and you're trying not to admit that you're paid, <laughs> while you're there... Tell everyone, by the way, we now are on the podcast, on YouTube and on Bo Radio as well. Mm. If you could do that for us, we would be eternally grateful.